Yesterday was 96, today is 97. Okay, we start, we start a new parrot today. All right, so uh, we'll do a review of yesterday's daf. Have a mind, refor shlema to Amy Bastavora, Hadas Basranya, Yehudis Basara, Rachaleya Basara, and I think there might be another name. And then one more. Okay. Whoever needs it. And whoever needs it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yaakov Pinchas Ben... Is that... Hey, Yata? Yata. Hey, Yata. Oh, it's in English. No, no, it's in Hebrew. Yeah. It's in Hebrew. Yaakov Pinchas Ben Chayeta. Yaakov Pinchas Ben Chayeta. Okay. Chayeta. All right. Let's get to the review of yesterday's stuff. Um, so we're starting a review at the um, um, at the at the Mishnah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's start from the Mishnah. It's a new topic. Okay. So um, they were informed. Uh, so the Mishnah says that uh, the man was informed that his wife died. So he went and married his wife's sister, paternal sister. Only shared the same father with her. And then uh, that wife, uh, he was told she died, so he married the second wife's maternal sister, maternal sister. So um, just to get, just for the record, wife number three and wife number one is not related because they don't share the same father or mother, okay? And then that, that wife, was, he was told that she died, so he married her paternal sister, and then that wife died, and he married that <coughs> one's maternal sister. Okay, so it's one, two, three, four, five. Um, one and two share the same father. Two and three share the same mother. Three and four share the same father. And four and five share the same mother. Okay. Must have been the virus then. Must have been right, exactly. Okay. It's all in the family. It's all in the family. Well, as news would have it, okay. An exaggeration of their death, and nobody died. So they're all back here. Who is he married to? So as we learned before, he's married to wife number one, three, and five. The idea is because um, the marriage to wife number two never took place because wife number one was still alive. But his marriage to wife number three, since uh, he was never actually married to wife number two, so therefore the marriage to wife number three is actually a valid marriage because he married... To, uh, two women, that's not, not a problem. And then, um, and then the marriage to wife number four, since the marriage to wife number three is a valid marriage, the marriage to wife number four is not valid, and therefore since wife number four is not valid, so therefore wife number five is valid, and that's why he's married to wife, th- wife one, three, and five. Okay. Now, um, if it turns out that wife number one actually did die, um, the, so, so that means why the marriage to wife number two is now the legitimate marriage. So therefore, two and four are his wives, and wife three and five are not his wives. And that's the, that's the, that's the Mishnah. Okay, it's good, good exercise for the morning. Okay. Does it make a difference if it was, uh, instead of mater- uh, maternal first or paternal first, they, you switch that side of it? No, I don't think, it wor- I don't think, it'll, I don't think it'll change anything. Okay. It's just that's how it works. One, one, one. one and one. It keeps one, one. it keeps switching off, and they're only have sisters. Um, anyway, they're alternating. Right. The idea the 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 idea is to alternate. Okay. Then we talked about the second, um, and of course the the 
there's no yibum at all to wife to wife two and four. There is yibum to wife one, three, and five, etc. Um, uh, and that's how it ties into mitzvahs yibum and mesechta. Um, the number uh, a, a nine-year-old in a day is uh, the, the we're told is posal achin and the achin are posal yado. The difference is he only wor- his psul only happens in the beginning and the brother's psul can happen at the end. And we give an example um, that uh, if he had relations with his yivama, then it ruins his their, her ability, his abil- the brother's ability to do yibum. They're not allowed to do yibum anymore. Um, and uh, even though his bia is not really a proper yibum, um, and if the brothers um, uh, had relations that would, or did mimer, or gave a get, or did chalitza, that would render it him unfit to cons- consummate that as a, uh, with the, with the full fledged yibum once he's an adult. So the question is, <clears throat> first things first. Uh, what does it mean after the first one's death? Didn't we? I mean, they're all after each one's death. The answer is um, when she actually died, not when she well, thought to have died. Okay, um, and that's what—that's why the story changed. Um, the nine-year-old in a day story is—we um, uh, said that it only passes in the beginning and not at the end. But the problem is, Rosvid Bar Oshia says that when somebody does a mimer by the Yavama, so um, and then. The brother, who is only nine years old in a day, does uh, an act of relations. So that ruined it to the first brother. Um, so you see, it doesn't have to be in the beginning. So the Gemara says, you're right. Bia of the nine-year-old is effective even besof. Uh, mimer is only effective, but mimer for the nine-year-old in a day is only effective in the beginning, not at the end. Um, and uh, Bia, even when it's at the end, it, it uh, apostles, is that true? But uh, it says that he's also Tchila, and they're Tchila Vesov. And we gave an example of Bia, that it only works in the beginning. So it sounds very clearly that it doesn't work when it's later, So at least from the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, you're missing parts of the Mishnah, it's Chesur and Mitzra. And uh, basically the way to read it is that there's nine, a nine-year-old in a day is Pasel Tchila, and they Pasel Tchila Vesov. Example, that's only true by Mimer, but by Bia, yeah, they, uh, even the even the nine-year-old is posel even Bisov. And gave an example of that where he's, uh, that he can, if he had Bia, it's posel for the brothers, and that's the story. Now the Gemara says, wait a second. Um, since when does a, is Mimer work at all for uh, Katan, for a nine-year-old from nine and up, up until Bar Mitzvah? Um, uh, but didn't we learn in the Brisa that a nine-year-old in a day, he is only posel bedavar echad, and they are posel be'arba advarin. So he has uh, bia, and they have um, uh, bia, maimer, get, and chalitza. So the Gemara says, we only talked about bia because the bia, is the, the bia that the katan has is the only one that's posel, whether in the beginning, whether in the end. And that's why we mentioned just bia, because the, what we mean that works, it means that it works always. As opposed to Mimer, it only works when it's in the beginning and not when it's um, later on. It doesn't have any effect. So that's why we didn't mention it. Okay, that was the way out of that one. We also saw Rav Yehuda said the name of Shmuel, that he has a get, and Rav Tachlifa Barafimi says that he has Mimer. <laughs> and um, so uh, get, get and Mimer, according to Rameir, and uh, the question is, how, does Rameir really hold that a get, that a katan who does a get is effective? Um, I thought we said Bias Ben is like a Maimer Begadal. And Rameir says 
that Chalitz of a Bentesha is like a get begadol. Now, why say a get begadol? It's like his get. It's like him doing a get, which uh, has some sort of an effect. So the Gemara answers um, that uh, it's not the same thing. He has a get, but the get that the, that the Katan has is weaker than the get of an adult. Uh, coin, yeah, what? How can the Katan Khan do Kedushin on a woman? How can he have the power to do a mom or a get? Very good question. The answer is is that is that because it's a Yibum situation. How does he have a be all? Uh, because that's the kid, yeah, that's an action. But the 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 the, the idea is, is that is that there isn't as much need for das, which is what's lacking by the katan, because there's already the connection. The zika. Because the zika. That's the idea. That's the concept. And even though technically, if this was a regular marriage, it would be completely disregarded. Um, and the get also has no power to even give a get. That's true in those kinds of settings. But over here, when there's a zika, these things have meaning because the connection is there already. So it doesn't need the same level of das. That's the that's the concept anyway. Um, we, we saw that before with adults. What the same thing we applied that that, that <coughs> doesn't necessarily have to have intention. Right, the intentionality yeah. so in general. Yibum doesn't need intentionality. Right. There's a, this is a, a ongoing theme of yibum in general. All right. Okay. You have to, you have to un, un, unlock it. All right. Popular man. All right. Let's get started. Chasing you so early? Okay. Lisa, one of my daughters from Israel. Oh, I see. They don't. They don't know your schedule. Okay. All right. Um, anyway, so Rav. Um, okay. So what does it mean that the get that the, that he has is weaker? So according to Rav Kamliel, says ain't get acher get. That's only a gadol acher gadol or katan acher katan. But a gadol acher katan, there is get after get. Um, and according to, um, and according to. The uh, the chachamim who say that there's uh, that there's yesh get acher get, so then it's um, that's only true of a a gadol acher gadol or katan acher katan. But a katan acher gadol, there is no get acher get. So it's uh, the get level of a katan is weaker than the get of a gadol. That's the idea. But it, it does have some effect. Took us to the next mishnah. It said a nine-year-old in a day that had relations with his yavama. And then it turns out that the brother wasn't dead. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Then a brother, the nine nine year old in a day, um, went, went ahead. Um, oh, when so the first one was a nine year old in a day who did who did yibum, and then another brother was nine years in a day. He says, "I'm going to do. I'm getting in on this," and he also does it. So it's also both all the other because the 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 is not really a good enough Kenyan. Um, so it's like a maimer acher maimer, and, and therefore it ruins it. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, the second one's bia does nothing. Okay, uh, we'll see why in Gemara. Uh, nine-year-old in a day that's, that uh, that does yibum, and then he does yibum to the tzara, so that also ruins it for him. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, it doesn't. Okay, so what's the deal over here? So um, the Brisa explains that, that Rabbi Shimon tells the chachamim that the way we the way he understands. Y- the yibum of a katan of a nine-year-old in a day, is uh, it's a it's a question, it's a suffix suffix whether it's good enough or not good. If it's good, then it's then 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 it's all the way good. And if it's not good, 
then it's all the way not good. It just doesn't have anything. So there's no like quasi level according to him. It's either a yes or no, but it's a suffix. So therefore, the way it works is this, is that uh, if the first one, uh, katan, is a bia, so then there's no room for a second one. He already did yibum. So the second one has relations, it has zero effect. And if, and if the case is that it's not, so because we, don't, we, we do need the das, so then the second one also does zero effect. So meman of shach, no matter which way we understand, the second one should have no effect at all. Okay, and the same is true by the tzara. The, the, the first one is a bia, then the second one is zero. If the first one's not, so then the second one's not. And that's why the second one has no effect. That's the concept uh, according to Rabbi Shimon. Now, we also pointed out that our mission is not following Ben Azai because Ben Azai says that we make a distinction between when there's two Yavams and one Yavama, that's when the second Mimer has, has a meaning and has an effect. But if it's two Yavamos and one Yavam, then, the, then the, there is no Mimer, Acher Mimer, only the, mimer, the first Mimer works, not the second Mimer. And here we're clearly describing that the second one, when he, there's two co-wives and he does a Bia as a nine-year-old to one, and then again to the second one, the second one is going to have an effect. So you see there is a Mimer, Acher Mimer, even in that circumstance, so it's not like Ben Asai. Took us to the next Mishnah, which is a nine-year-old in a day, who uh, does Yibum, and then he dies. So now that lady can only do chalitza and not yibum. This is what we would refer to as another example of a zika shneyavmin. Okay, there's a zika coming from two men. There's a because the first the the nine year old today didn't have enough to actually get rid of the first zika um, because we only consider it like a mimer. But he did create his own connection by the fact that he did bia. So now, when she's falling, and then he dies, and so now she's falling from two, and zikas neyabim, there's only chalitza and oyibam. That's the gist. Okay, we'll see why the, why, what's the reason behind it a little bit. Now, um, if this uh, katan um, after, didn't die yet, okay, and uh, after having did the yibum, he went ahead and got married, and he became an adult, um, so... Well, if he's if he stayed if he was still a minor and he just did a marriage, so then there's no obligation at all. That's not a marriage whatsoever. But um, if he did yibum and then after he became an adult, he married a woman, another woman, and then he died. So if he had relations with his first with the yivama after him coming an adult, so then the then the first wife only does chalitza and um, and not yibum. And uh, the second one, oh, one second. If he never had relations with the second one, so then, then the first one still needs chalitza because the, it wasn't been taken, and, but it has no option of yibum, and the second one could do chalitza or yibum. That's the idea. Um, okay, obviously, if he did consummate it, then it, there's only, then basically there's only one yibum necessary and, or chalitza to either one, and that's it. You don't have to do both. Rib Shimon uh, says that you could do Yibum to either one of these two, and the other one will you'll do Chalitza to. And then the last thing we said is that a nine-year-old in a day, um, it can even be twenty years old if he didn't if he didn't hit adulthood, he didn't hit puberty, doesn't hasn't uh, shown two hairs and uh, on his uh, private area. So then that doesn't qualify as a, that's basically considered a minor as far as we're concerned. We'll see more about that also. Today, so first of all, in the Gemara, Rabbah says that the the zikah shnei gets chalitza, not yibum. It's not a 
is not only when there is a co-wife, because uh, that's uh, one of the reasons why you think that that's requirement to only do chalitz and adibum is because there's a, maybe a co-wife over here, and uh, people might think that uh, you can do yibum to to both of them. Um, and there's going to be a, a mistake. People say, well, I don't know. I guess you have to do uh, both wives. You have to take both wives of your deceased brother. So that's why we disallow. We only do chalitz and adibum. Um, and, but here there is no co-wife, and still it's only going to get chalitz and adibum. So obviously the co-wife is not the, not the factor. Um, anyway, so the next halach of, uh, uh, we said that uh, is a support to a regular marriage of a nine-year-old is not a marriage at all, and that's what we saw, that uh, shota or katan, that doesn't nisuin, and dies, there's no mitzvah, yibum, or chalitza to their spouses. That's not, there was never a marriage. Now, um, why is it, once he hits adulthood, why, why did the thing change? Let the be of a nine-year-old be considered a mimer of an adult, and, um, and therefore, you don't need uh, yibum at all from the co-wife. So, um, uh, so Rav, uh, Rav says that, that the bee of a nine-year-old is not the same thing as a mimer of a gadol. It's less than that. And Shmuel says, actually, it is. And Rabbi Yochanan says it is. And uh, it happens to be, it's a machlokis tanoim. Um, of Tana uh, of Arba Achen, that we had the first example, there's a couple of prakim back, um, was uh, held that it only is an issue because of the co-wife, and it talked the example of the gadol, but it's the same true for a katan, because uh, it's the same thing. And uh, um, uh, the reason why he talked about gadol is the example, because that's what we were talking about. Um, and our Tana says that it's not that the mimer is, of a katan is not the same thing as a mimer of a gadol, and therefore it has uh, nothing to do with the co-wife. That's not the reason for the gzera, and therefore it only gave a katan example, but it's also true for the gadol. And the reason why it says a katan is because we're talking about a katan. So anyway, sure enough, Rabbi Lazar, when he was said over this, he didn't mention Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan got very upset. Why didn't he mention um, his name, he should have said it, that I heard this from Rabbi Yechel, because Rabbi Yechel was the one who taught it. Anyway, um, when Rav Ami Ravasi came to him, they tried calming him down by saying, don't get angry, because look, the, this story happened in a shul that, uh, in Tveria, that there was a, a question on a certain utensil, whether it's muktz or not, and, um, and they, there was a major dispute between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi and they ended up tearing a Sefer Torah in their anger. Not intentionally, but it did get torn. You know, they're each trying to pull the Torahs like, but look what it says here, and, you know, whatever it was, and it tore apart. And uh, Rabbi Yosef ben Kisma, who happened to be there, says that this is so bad that uh, uh, gonna, this is going to be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this shul turns to a house of idolatry. It's going to end up as a church or something, you know, whatever. And Kachava, uh, that's exactly what happened. Anyway, so that's what they told him. Calm down, don't get upset, it's not a good thing, it's bad for the shul. <laughs> anyway, sure enough, um, it didn't help. Uh, he's like, he was still upset. He's like, well, you consider Rebbe Lazar Mecharusa, which is really what he was, not what they were trying to say, but that's how he took it. 
So uh, sure enough, Rav Yaakov Eidi comes in and he said, you know, the pasuk says, "Kasher tziva Hashem is Moshe, Avdo can't tziva Moshe to Yeshua." Exactly as Hashem told Moshe, that's how Moshe told Yeshua, and that's exactly what Yeshua did. He never took, he never lacked anything from that which Hashem told Moshe. Now, do you think Yeshua, whenever he spoke, anybody he had to always say, "So I heard from Moshe." No, he would just speak, and everyone understood that everything that Yeshua always says is always coming from his. Rabbi Moshe Rabbeinu. Exactly the same thing with your Talmud, Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar is your prime Talmud, and anything that he says, it's understood that he heard it from you. And he's like, wow, you guys have what to learn, to, how to appease somebody. Learn from, uh, take a, you know, t- take a lesson from Rabbi Yaakov Eidi how, how to appease people. Now, why was Rabbi Yochanan so strict about this? It's because there's a puzzle that says, I will dwell in your tent for the worlds. Now, how can that be a person alive in both worlds? So uh, David explains that when, uh, when people say over something from someone else in this world, so it's like his lips are still quivering in the, in the, in, you know, and, that's, and that's the fulfillment of, uh, of them being alive, so to speak, even here in this world, because their words are continuing. And that's the idea. All right, that's the review of yesterday.